0: Easily, this could have been a real movie. Yeah. And I would have cast it with like Kate Hudson and Owen Wilson. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today's episode is part of the Girls Gone Hallmark summer series, where we're watching and reviewing fan favorite movies. You can find the full lineup of movies we're reviewing this summer in our show notes at meganandwendy.com slash podcast. Today we're discussing love on the air. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, where we're both at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. You can also jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Shout out to all of our friends over there. Love that group. I just want to say, first of all, yeah, um, a thank you to the Girls Gone Hallmark community for really bringing it in terms of the movies they recommend. I agree. I'm jazzed by this list. Meaning, there hasn't been one stinker yet—not one. And I will tell you that when I settle in on the weekends to watch these movies. There's something that comes over me now, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm starting to understand the appeal of a Hallmark movie. Two and and a half years later? Two and a half years later, yes. You know, when I first initially started, it was really watching with this critical eye, and I hate these curmudgeon movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And now I feel like I sink into the couch, and I just want to feel this, like, warm glow come over me. Get my cozy blanket. Yes. I'm not saying every movie is great, but I will say from this list, Mm -hmm. I have not been disappointed thus far. Let's start with a synopsis of Love on the Air. Sure. Sonia moves to Chicago for her boyfriend and a new hosting gig, which ultimately leads to the quick demise of her picture-perfect relationship. Unfortunately, she shares her troubles with a fellow colleague not realizing he is a competing shock jock. Shock jock. But when these rivals are forced to work together, they soon find out that they have more in common than their radio personas reveal. I have questions. Okay. I don't remember her moving so moving to Chicago with her boyfriend. They just lived in Chicago. If that was part of the story, I believe it was cut for time. Yeah. I don't think that was a key point here. Funny, right? Mm-hmm. And shock jock is just such a, like, outdated term. To me. Yeah, now it would be like podcaster bro. <laughs> exactly. But it does accurately describe him. It does. This film does take place in Chicago, but but it was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, I want to say just before we jump further into like news and notes about this show, it did premiere September 26, 2015. Kind of hard to find notes on a movie that is almost eight years old. Mm-hmm. You know, if I look up a movie now, there's 800 articles written about it. I know, but because we are in the SEO era, there aren't as many. There's some old like blog posts Mm -hmm. written on like blogspot websites. Mm -hmm. Like if you go to Decider.com right now, they're carrying a review of every single new movie, but not the 2000 all of them. Yes, it's the SEO era is really driving the content you find online. Yes, yes. And there were only like 17 reviews on IMDb. Yeah, not that many. No. So like you said. It took place in Chicago, yeah. but it was filmed where? Vancouver. Indeed. That's right. Allison Sweeney plays Sonia. We most recently saw her in Carrot Cake Murder, a Hannah Swenson Mystery, which premiered on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I hope we did. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't watched it yet. Good job. By the time this will come Good up. job. Uh, before that, she worked on the Wedding Veil series. And I asked you before we started recording, is she on a break from days right now? She's not actively on the show, but I did reach out to my Days correspondent, and he says she was there last year for a couple of different storylines. If anybody was a Days of Our Lives watcher from, like, way back when Marlena was possessed, Marlena was repossessed last year, and Sammy was around for that. But she hasn't been on since then? She has not been on in 2023. Does Days record in Los Angeles? Yes. Record. Film in Los Angeles? Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if she's just been busy with Hallmark and, like, days will always welcome her back, you know? Let's talk about the guy that plays Nick. (laughs) That was mean. (laughs) (laughs) Because you, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Let's Let's talk about what we just did. Look, we are committed to truth and entertainment. And we really wanted to get the actor who plays Nick's last name correctly. And we listen to no less than six interviews where the interviewers go to incredible lengths to avoid saying his last name. Mm -hmm. They say, we're here with Jonathan. They jump right into the interview. Wendy did find a pronunciation on the internet that we do believe to be correct. And it is Jonathan Scarfe. If you know us to be incorrect, please email us, meganandwendy at gmail.com. He does play Nick. He has an impressive 93 acting credits, including 49 episodes of a TV series called Van Helsing. And a number of the interviews we pulled up were at Comic-Con where people were interviewing about that show. However, the last Hallmark movie he did was called The Dater's Handbook in 2016 with one Christopher Palaha and... Megan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. Did you ever see that movie? No, but well, I feel like you need to watch it. You've never seen that Megan Markle Hallmark movie? I'm shocked. Need to watch it. Maybe we need to watch it. I'm a I'm Team Megan. I know you are. <laughs> I'm into watching it. Okay. Maybe bonus episode. Maybe there's something in our future about looking at other older movies, and not just for the summer. We'll see. Oh, I don't think that's a bad idea. Okay. Vincent Gale plays Brad he's the radio manager producer guy mm-hmm. we last saw him in the wedding cottage where he plays Brendan Penny's art dealer so he's kind of always this like manager role like he had a very small role in this movie uh-huh. but it was just funny because we just just saw him and something else yes even though these movies were nine years apart almost. yes yes John Capello's plays gus he has over 200 acting credits and his face is super recognizable he's been to many things including the breakfast club the janitor in the breakfast club do you remember him now that you say that yeah i remember he's like i know all the secrets because he finds all the notes and all the stuff i like that movie i know it's problematic but i still like it i'm gonna say hashtag justice for clooney in this movie the poor dog does not have an imdb it's a great dog with a giant head yes I don't like big dogs like that. Me too. I got a big dog with a giant head at home, so <laughs> as the, the as you told is. me earlier, my dog has a big head. <laughs> she's not in a bad way. She's just I said she's big boned. You were the one who said she needed to go on a diet. The vet told us she needed to go on a diet, <laughs> not just me. I just think she's a sweet little dog. I baby. know, but I was sad that this dog was not credited on IMDb when like recently love to the rescue that dog was Vince. It was not the dog's name, Vince? It was Bruce in the show, but I think his real name might have been Vince. I think it was Kip. Kip? <laughs> oh, his name was Zip. Zip. <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you think the dog was named Clooney for a reason in this movie? Oh, because he thinks himself a cool, smooth Clooney type? Like Forever Bachelor, which I know Clooney's now married, but maybe uh, in this, at this time, uh, 2015, I don't know if he was married or not. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. They thought he was going to be like the single guy forever. This movie was directed by Christopher Tabori, who currently has 54 directing credits, which include the Murder She Baked series, Garage Sale Mysteries, The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. According to IMDb, he also directs under the name KT Donaldson and is credited as an actor under the name Chris Tabori. I See, this is where the problem with IMDb is. When, like, you use multiple names and people like us gotta search all over the world and the internet and back to find out what you've done. Indeed. Story credit for this movie is given to Sharon Soboil. I'm not making fun. I'm just a bad name pronouncer. She has just 10 writing credits, including several children's cartoons. And when I saw the list of these... Cartoons that she's written. Took me back. Took me back to the afternoons with my daughter watching. Here we go Doc mcstuffins Handy Manny and Imagination Movers. Tippy and Neil H. Dabrowski are credited with writing the script for Love on the Air. They've written quite a bit for Hallmark, including Love Strikes Twice. You had me at Aloha, several episodes of When Calls the Heart. And in 2020, they had written their 30th movie for Hallmark called The Christmas Doctor, starring one Holly Robinson Pete. Fun fact. In 2021, they co-wrote the first original holiday movie for the Peacock streaming network, along with their son Spider Dobrowski. It was called The Real Housewives of the North Pole, and it starred Kyle Richard. Did you see it by chance? No, I heard a lot of promo about it. Yeah, I, I like that there's that Hallmark tie-in with mm-hmm. it. But that's the last that they have written. Which is weird, right? Where'd they go? It's been... What was your first impression of this movie? Fight me on these words. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Hands down the best Alice in Sweeney movie we've seen so far. I uh, 100% would agree with you. Yay! She shines. Mm-hmm. My first impression is when someone shows you who they are, <laughs> believe them the first time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So are you suggesting that Nick is not that great of a guy? No. Actually, I'm not suggesting that because when she meets Nick... He's a delight. Uh, He's kind of a jerk. Like he's like cool about the fact that she smashes a snow cone into his chest. That cool. He's like, it's no big deal. It'll wash Mm -hmm. out. I don't know. I got the I got the sense that he was kind of a dick, but then like quickly turned after that. What do you like about this movie? Look, I thought this movie was laugh out loud funny. And The evidence is in the fact that my husband was laughing out loud from another room at lines like, the biggest mistake you'll ever make, marriage. (laughs) And then you should know that my husband says outrageous things like this all the time. And then he always immediately says like, you should tweet that shit. And then (laughs) he also says like, we should have a podcast. And I was like, you would get canceled. We should have a podcast. Yeah, He would get canceled. I said, you would get canceled so fast. And then you would tank my podcasting career. So. No, thank you, sir. There's a great series of lines that is terrible, but also kind of funny. When Scott and Sonia are walking and he says to her, like, no woman's ever going to keep a guy by behaving that way in reference to the way she tells women to behave. Mm-hmm. She's like, I did. And he goes, that's before I knew you better. It's a throwaway line. He says it really quietly, but I paused it and rewound it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. She should have ran for the hills then. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't actually remember that. I do remember that scene, but I don't remember. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to tell you that this is a movie like something I've never seen before on Hallmark. Mm -hmm. And remember like when we first started podcasting, what would I always say about Hallmark movies? The ones I liked. I would say, this feels like a real movie. Oh, (laughs) In our early podcast days, I would say that. Now, easily, this could have been a real movie. Yeah. And I would have cast it with like Kate Hudson and... Owen Wilson Uh like that's who I see in it Uh it had that kind of rom-com level to it to me Yes, we've said this about a movie before, but I think that the script for this movie must have been longer than the standard Hallmark script Mm -hmm. because the banter is so fast-paced. And I have made this comparison before, and I wish I could pull it out of the top of my head. But similar to the fact that we know that Gilmore Girls scripts were longer than standard one-hour show strip because Mm -hmm. the dialogue was so fast and furious, I imagine that was the case here. Mm -hmm. And I love that because if you've ever watched some Hallmark movies, there's a lot of pauses in a oh, dialogue, yeah? and someone will say something. And then there's a pause, and then a reaction. And I think we're getting out of that phase. I, it happens less and less. Mm. But there was an, obviously none of that. I mean, these are two seasoned actors. Ali Sweeney had no trouble keeping up with this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Mr. Jonathan Scarfe prior to this movie. Me neither. I'm No idea. But their banter was top notch. I got to tell you, I loved his voice. Like, it was a real radio voice for Mm. me. But it's interesting, like, I think he has one other, yeah, one other Hallmark movie. And then he's on other stuff. So it's so weird that he was cast in this movie, I Mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, this is not his jam. It's just, like he was... Available. Available. I don't know. Hey, did you notice the jazz mu- music throughout this movie? I didn't. I just thought like every like cityscape scene, they'd show up Chicago. They'd have this like really cool jazz music, mm. which made it really feel like Chicago to mm-hmm. me. Um, I loved it, but I do have a complaint about the sound in the What I Wish For department. Oh, so I loved the final scene with Sonia's tearful confession on the air and Nick racing to the studio Mm. it gave me did you see the finale episode of friends ross doesn't want rachel to get on the plane and there's like this final moment where they're trying to run to the airport and he goes to the wrong airport and he's checking his messages and he's like checking his messages because this is pre ubiquitous uh, cell phone, uh-huh. and he's like did she did you get on the plane did you get on the plane because she's left him a message from the plane where she's like talking about her feelings and you see him say like did you get on the plane and she walks in the room and she goes i didn't get on the plane it gave me that moment of like mm. calling her and rushing to her i thought it was a nice that's funny because you know what you know what moment it reminded me of in a big movie huh. is jerry Maguire. you had me at hello yeah It gave me that kind of feeling. I love Jerry Maguire movie. Do you? Jerry Maguire movie. Show me the money. It's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. It makes me feel a certain way. I love it. I have a wished-for About that particular scene, though. Okay. So we'll talk about that. Um, I do love me a before and after. And I got to tell you, I loved it when Nick took her shopping for a revenge dress. Yeah. (laughs) I love a before and after only because I want to be in a before and after. Uh Uh-huh. You know? I don't think she needed, like, any sort of, like, fussing with. No. Yeah, she just needs some color in her wardrobe. Yeah. And one last thing, shout out to the script writers. I thought the lines, like you said, were sharp, quick, and witty. Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you wish for? Okay, I wish they didn't make Sonya so uptight. Yeah. Now, hear me out. I think she has valid reasons for not wanting to be Scott's plus one. Hmm. And instead of like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say validate again. <laughs> it's hearing her reasons, mm-hmm. like they just put her into this, like, oh, she's uptight. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't like that. She yes, she's career driven, but I can't stand when. They portray a career-driven woman as being uptight. Remember a pair's proposal? They did the same thing there. Sure. I can't stand it. Agree. It gets me fired up. I wish that I could believe that smart, strong Sonia would want to get back together with Scott. He didn't treat her very kindly. <laughs> no, and I felt like after the breakup when they're like back together kind of or exploring getting back together i didn't believe it and he was like i like the new you and she's like it's the same flag me yeah he just liked that she showed up and looked pretty and yeah when she shows shows up in that first restaurant scene he's like i thought you were going to dress up oh my god i would have been like I would have turned around and walked out of that <laughs> restaurant. I mean, I like to think I would be strong enough to be like, mm, 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 mm. yeah. I mean, she was. I am enough. She was totally enough, successful, beautiful. Like, why did she have to be arm candy mm-hmm, as well? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, oh, that bugged me so much. Here's my problem with the sound in this movie. Okay, there were scenes in the studio, like when they were done with their show and yeah. they're just talking uh-huh. and then you would hear background music and you would also hear other talking like there's another talk show going on and it was too much uh. and at times i would be like is my podcast like playing right now while i'm watching streaming this do you know what i mean yeah like it was so weird i just don't know if like it only bugged me or if it other i didn't it bugged other people too i got one more that final scene yeah. It was it was a five-star movie into the, into that final st- scene for me. Okay. She goes in that monologue, "I was falling in love." And I was like, "No." Because you just got out of this not so great long-term yeah. relationship. You need to take it slow. Take it slow. Say you're developing feelings for this person mm-hmm. because when he comes in, he goes, "I was having feelings for you too." He didn't say like, "I was falling in love mm-hmm. with you." Like there's this whole, like, rebound thing. Who knows? Just take it. Slow mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Just slow down. Yeah. So it it knocked it down a little bit for me in that one particular scene. Yeah. Also, the misunderstanding moment that we didn't need where she overhears him saying, like, she's boring and uninteresting mm. and annoying and I mm-hmm. won't bring her to poker again. Mm-hmm. What? Why would – I don't – it's so obnoxious like it doesn't even sound like he's talking about her. I know. And I feel like the relationship they've built where they've antagonized each other this whole time, she would say, "Are you talking about me?" Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Like he invited you over, girl.
1: Read need the room. You made dinner.
0: Popcorn. But they had dinner too. Different night? Maybe different night. Okay. Uh, let's talk about did you see that? Do you have any? Who eats a snow cone at the movies? I, <laughs> that's a good freaking question. Nobody nobody nobody's icy snow. but not a no a drips get all over the place big mess get it yeah she, they should have had her spilling icy on him uh-huh. that would have that would have been a better idea yeah okay tech didn't age well in this movie because now you can delete a text oh unsend it unsend it yes yes then of course we would have had to eliminate all the hijinks of her getting back into his place through the dog door did to- you hate it of course. I actually thought it. I watched that scene and I thought, oh, Wendy's hating this. And I just, I thought her commitment to the bit was pretty incredible. Like she's running up and down the stairs and mm-hmm. back and forth. I kind of thought it was humorous, even though they're crawling in the dog door. I could have done without. I didn't hate the entire thing. Just was like, oh. Well, and now that he's awake, how she? Oh, she sneaks back out the dog door. Never mind. That's how she gets. <sighs> While he's awake, like you don't hear that. I know. And why? She, at that point, she didn't need to pretend to not be there. She could be like walking out of the bathroom yeah. oh, or I was, something. In the restroom while after you woke up. Yeah, like it was all in the same like hour time frame. Yeah, at least like, right? standing in the kitchen. It's still nighttime. Right. It wouldn't be that weird that you were still there. Exactly. Okay, I agree. I have one more. Did you see that? Nick is wearing Cat's and invisibility cloak when he walks, he's like walking the dog and her and Scott walk out and they say goodbye and he's like around the corner. Leaning out. <laughs> you can totally see him. Cat's standing Invisibil- invisibility cloak corner. Yes, totally. I know she doesn't even see him. Or the big giant dog. I don't believe yeah. that the dog wouldn't be like, woof woof, there's so, a yeah, friend. <laughs> exactly. Why would you rate this movie? 4.75 stars. Wow, I give it 4.25. I liked it so much. I did too. Uh, this is great. This might be... Might be my favorite of our rewatches so far. So not, far? Not rewatches. The favorite of our throwbacks. Summer schedule. Yeah. Four movies. Well, I've liked them all. Me too. But this, this is my highest rated yeah. so far. Is there one that's going to beat it? I don't know. I don't know. This was so fun. And I almost love that it was an actor that we're not going to see again this summer or anytime soon. Jonathan Scarfe. Yes. Well, who knows when we'll see him again? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Unless I watch more... Van Helsing. Vampire Hunter movies. (laughs) Have you seen that movie? That show? No. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love our podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews, so you know what to do. Open the Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, and let everyone else know what you love about this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.